0: Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 29 of Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward podcast with myself Chris Tuck and
1: Beverly Ann. Hello.
0: So, today we are together, as you can see, in Beth's home, and we've been walking a, um, along the beach, hence why I've still got my hat on because it's freezing. Um, and we've had a really good, nice friendship day today, haven't we? We
1: have, we have. And that leads very nicely to the question that we've received and the topic that we're going to be talking about today.
0: And it is friendship. And the question was, how has or have your lived experiences impacted your ability to make friends or friendships um, when you're dealing with trauma. So what does that look like for different people? And Beverly and I only became friends as a result of working in this area. We become aware of each other, didn't we? Yes. And then we had a, um, a soft chat, a superficial chat, and then we got deeper and we peeled back the layers And then we realised that actually we have gone round in circles around each other in the local area. We had similar experiences. And, um, yeah, we've become good friends from then on, really, haven't we? As we've become to understand each other. And And
1: that's what's really nice, because it's evolved. Yes.
0: It's evolved.
1: And I think this is where it's good to look back at about making friendships. And how do you do that with the lived experience when you've been brought up? An environment that's abusive it's yeah. toxic um and your own boundaries and trust have been violated yeah
0: so before we get onto that area we thought we'd look at just natural friendships if you've just been born into a, a nice loving nurturing caring environment and what does friendships actually look like so I can only go through my experience as a child and making those friendships back then. And I never made loads of friends because even back then I was really wary, but I wasn't aware of any of this. Um, But the friendships that I did make, it was, um, there was no expectation from from them on me. It was just, can I play with you? Yes, you can. And I I knew at the time that I was neglected. I didn't know the word, but I knew that I smelled. I knew that I didn't have nice clothes on. I knew that I didn't look good and I didn't smell good. And that's why I didn't have a lot of friends. But, and when people did come up to me to make friends with me, I would used to be very, very wary. But then once I sort of like understood that these people weren't posing any threat to me, then that friendship evolved into something really nice. And I'm still friends with them now. And in fact, they stepped in and helped me a little bit. So they're, um, yeah, it's really weird.
1: I've, I've really trashed my own question, really. Well, no, you um, haven't, because you're talking about, which is something which is important, because um, about how friendships evolve, because actually, as you've been saying it, it's made me actually think more about friendship building than our conversation before we even started this because it's made me realize that most children, if you go on holiday, yeah, instance, yeah, yeah, and you've got children from all different countries that speak all different languages, languages
0: yeah, and there's no in, common language, yeah,
1: yeah, when they're in a safe environment, yes. So, let's for just for the sake of it, let's take it in a park environment or a sand pit, something, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. If you watch children naturally they will start playing and somehow they find a way to communicate based on how they are feeling
0: yeah but they watch each other if you actually watch children they watch each other don't they they and 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 it's their bodily cues and it's their facial cues that's that's how they get to know whether that person or that other child is going to be okay with them yeah like the smiling and the sharing
1: So they're communicating because they can't use their mouth to communicate, they're communicating through the visually, yeah, you know, um, as you say, mirroring each other, which is a very natural way. And that's if you think about the relationship between a
0: caregiver and a child as well, a baby and a child, the baby and the child, we look at the people that we're interacting, and if you get a smile, you smile back. Yes. If if they if a mum and um blowing, I don't know, making funny noises at the child, the child will give that back. And that's how we learn and that's how we know things are safe and things are OK. But when we get the reverse of that as well.
1: So let's stay on the, the positive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: When a baby you look at a baby when they're unable to communicate verbally at a very young young age they very much touch faces and watch the face yeah and if you know there's various films around that shows you that if the mother has a happy face the baby will smile back yeah if the mother has no response Mm -hmm. and the baby can't read it it gets very uncomfortable yeah and then when the um, face changes like completely it starts to cry
0: yeah 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 there's actual videos on that isn't yes, there absolutely
1: yeah. um, and that's where attachment comes from right and we all do that naturally yeah it's instinctive because we are instinctive creatures
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and we all like connection that's what human race is about even the animal kingdom absolutely. it's all about that
1: isn't it but fundamentally it's how safe do we feel yeah yeah so we're always using our senses but sometimes we're not aware of it yeah. unless and we weren't aware of it then what happens is when you're walking into a, an environment and we do it as adults but even as children we do it have you ever walked into um an, you know a group of people and it feels relaxed and everything's good and you think oh. you just, yeah you can just like go ah
0: oh, and smile and just say hello to anybody yeah. even if you don't know
1: them because it's how yeah. you feel yeah however there's other times where there's <laughs> no reason everyone's smiling but the body language you're picking up yeah something. a vibe yes yeah and that's something that is instinctive yeah you know, people call it energy um you said vibe yeah atmosphere this is um this is when you know our vagus nerve is working this is the vagus nerve is registering something doesn't feel right, and it's registered initially in our stomach area. So it's the gut instinct. The gut instinct comes exactly yeah. from that. So when I think, you know, coming back to lived experience, so for the first four years, I lived at home with my parents, but I still have memories. I, you know, I can go back to when I was three. I have memories of finding sugar that neighbours to feed us. Mm -hmm. i have memories of looking naturally wanting to look after a younger sibling who's two years younger because between the age of four and two there's quite a gap yeah but then being taken into care that actually was a really safe environment for me and for me it was like naturally without knowing i even remember from the very first night knowing that i didn't have to do that i could sit back you just
0: knew you just know yeah just
1: know And for me,
0: I say that, though, I know I've interrupted you. We just knew there are many people that don't know. And that's why they get into danger, danger or dangerous situations. So we'll talk about that in a little while.
1: Yeah. But this is where it's important as well for having those safe spaces. So I can now look back and see that part of the reason why I've been able to form relationships is because I know what it feels like to feel safe in an environment and unsafe and then i also know what it feels like to be unsafe. and you've
0: compared the two and you know
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's yeah. how i learned sadly though um being in that environment for six years and then being sent home for me the trauma was being sent home yeah and this came up in a conversation we said about yeah. earlier because all those relationships that i formed that were safe now the adults around me have made the decision to put me back into an environment that other people would consider is the best choice because it's with your natural family.
0: Oh yeah. When you were a child. Yeah. Yeah.
1: However, it wasn't. So now I've gone from a safe space to an unsafe space. Yeah. And I can tell you now, even going to school, I was on high alert. Now I'm not saying I didn't make friends at that senior mm-hmm. school Cause there's one good, really good friend. Um, and her name's Claire. And she got in contact with me only a few years ago, four years ago and that feeling because I've always thought of her yeah but I wouldn't say I had loads of friends no no because I couldn't talk
0: yeah
1: couldn't speak to people and I am and on this person what you see is what Mm -hmm. you get and when you can't engage with somebody on a you know I felt like I was that's where the guilt also comes for not being able to tell the truth so it was when I went back into care as a teenager (laughs) and as a teenager it's hard it's challenging anyway But then I went back into care. So hmm, in some ways, I'm in a safe environment. But now I'm a teenager going to a new school. Yeah. With new relationships to form, And I did. And again, you know, there's quite a few people that I didn't want them to see. That's when the mask really came. Yeah. I don't want you to know what I'm like inside. And I took the ownership of the abuse. Which is often that's very common. The guilt, the shame. You need to explain that <clears throat> to
0: people a bit. How, so, how does that go in with friendships? Because
1: if I, I was coming from a place of guilt and mm-hmm. shame because of what was going on yeah. with the abuse, so then I feel that if my friends, re, the, these friendships that for me, if they really knew what was going yeah. on in their life, would they want to be my friends? Yeah, I get that completely. And that's on lots of different levels, yeah. not just from the abuse, from the fact that I was a kid from care. Yeah. You know, that prejudice labels. People. Yeah. yeah. Um, what have I done, etc. So, can you see we come at it from, and we're sharing our lived experience because we do anyway. But it it helps to see yeah. examples of others, yeah. Because it's no good sometimes just hearing about this. You know, sometimes we can go, oh, now I understand it. So I wanted <clears throat> to have relationships, and I worked really hard at it. But sometimes what happens is we work so hard at relationship, we try so hard. be someone we feel that we ought to be but actually that friendship doesn't have any foundations to it and it's out of balance and out of sync
0: because we we've got this notion in our heads of what a relationship should look like so we deliver that but often that's not the relationship yeah because we've not built it on mutual understanding um empathy support And sharing and all of that.
1: But we don't have the boundaries in place.
0: As well as, you know, we
1: don't have the trust in ourselves. You know, all these, and, you know, these are, when we say that we're communicating, you know, we're still children at that age, we're looking at how natural it is to to, um, play in a, and form a relationship when there's no language. Well, now suddenly we understand language. We've now become so in tune with reading people. Even the slightest of nuances, because sometimes we can withdraw, we can. So, we're starting relationships on the back foot in a way. Well, we've got all these
0: preconceived ideas because of our lived experiences, haven't we? That's why it's really difficult because you don't want to be vulnerable because you're fearful of being hurt or you know, you're fearful of whatever it's going to go wrong because you're showing your vulnerability
1: vulnerability as a child and a teenager to me Mm. equated that um you weren't safe vulnerability means weak unsafe yeah not saying now (laughs) yeah but but then that's what it equated to me to you yeah.
0: yeah what about
1: you chris um yeah so
0: when i got these friends in my life i was just so thankful Mm. i was just like so like i wanted to keep it at all costs because it meant so much because i wasn't getting what i needed at home so when i got invited around their their house for dinner it was like oh my god someone like really likes me they're inviting me home and they did invite me home and I um, had dinner and I've never seen such a welcoming, warm lights were on. I don't know about you, but back, back when we were children, we had the 50p electric and gas meters, right? They didn't have that. Yeah. Their house was warm. It had a light on all the time in every single room. There was an abundance of food. It was like we went home and then mum was like hi did you have a good day at school here's here's a drink and biscuits and I'm like what (laughs) this ain't this ain't this ain't normal what's going on exactly so it was then like I then wanted to keep those friends at all costs and I'm just thankful that they were true friends and they had my back because if they didn't they could have used me yes but they didn't, they were really, really good friends, true good friends and they stood by me and they were the ones that actually showed me that what I was going through at home was obviously not Not right, not normal. And that's when I learned um, about true friendships and I also learned about the abuse that I was going through that I already knew wasn't right, but it, it really painted the picture of happy family, Dysfunctional, abusive family, and that's when I decided I needed to get, you know, some help and stuff like that. So, yeah,
1: and that is when, you know, like I've said before in previous podcast, when I was in care, I did. I was lucky enough for Aunt Helen to be very honest. So to get, you know, talk about self respect and that, yeah, because that's boundaries, trust, all the things that we've spoken about before, yeah. But it's when we look as we're going into adulthood as well which is really interesting because there are foundations that we've learned so now as you're going into adulthood I can honestly tell you that in my 20s I'm very outgoing but emotionally I shut my emotions quite off
0: quite well yeah I did
1: very well I wouldn't let people in no and I was often cold cold cold
0: yeah me too yeah frigid Yeah. (laughs) But not in the fridge the way frigid is men. I was just called frigid because I was called the ice queen. Yeah. But that was the boundary, the wall that went up.
1: Yeah. And I and and that's when the mask comes on. Good old survivors mask, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Where now when I look back, I'm I love my relationships, but relationships can be different Mm -hmm. with different people. And this is where we were talking, you know, saying that we're friends. So we're friends, but we can go very deep and mm-hmm. meaningful, but we're very respectful of each other's boundaries and listening to each other and not just talking. Yeah, it's easy to talk. yeah. sometimes one person may need listening to. Also something you were very good at, Chris, <laughs> was where I struggled, and I've always said that you know being vulnerable has been one of my biggest challenges. Chris would know if I'd gone silent. Mm-hmm. And I remember once you wanted to video call me and I didn't want to. No, I didn't want to <laughs> because I was in that space. I just wanted to go away and, and which we do, yeah, sometimes I just want to go away isolate. And, and isolate and work it out before I came back out. But actually, I think I've been learning is sometimes when you're hurting the most, that's a great time to speak out. But who mm. to? And that's yeah. what's important because I've got friends that I would never go to that level with yeah but that doesn't mean to say they don't mean a lot to me because they yeah. do they yeah mean a lot from a different level yeah on
0: different levels yeah. yeah
1: um so it's just like so going back to that
0: question has your lived experiences and the trauma impact how does that shape your friendships what we're saying is you need to Beverly will always say this build that relationship with yourself first what is it you want for you And then you you go out and find relationships and base them on your your boundaries. You know, you want mutual trust, you want mutual love, you want mutual respect, you want mutual um, nurture and care. So that's what does your relationship look like for you? And you can do that for each person. So if you've got a, a sibling, you can then go back and revisit that relationship. What does that look like for you going forward? what does your friendship look like on a level where you've got a deep deep relationship or you've just got friends that you might go to Zumba with for once a week so you're not going to get on that level but for that one hour a week they're your friend in the class and there's nothing wrong with that um but you do get to choose what your relationships look like but you've got to know what it is you want and that's where the work and the self-reflection comes doesn't it
1: absolutely and we've we've covered this but it's, it's good to revisit sometimes so like for instance when I say about relationships with yourself if we're unable to look after ourselves, if we're unable to just step in how am I feeling okay I'm feeling like I need a bit of nurturing today okay what do I need to do to nurture myself if we're unable to do that for ourselves how can we expect somebody else to do that for us?
0: And when we're building these new relationships as adults going mm-hmm. forwards, we almost need to tell the people that come into our lives what those relationships are going to look like, because otherwise we're just going to be putting up with everything and anything and almost being treated like a doormat all over again, if that's what
1: our relationships look like in the past. Yeah, and I I find it fascinating. I love watching the reality programmes and looking at relationships and how they form because you see it there. I mean, there's fantastic ones at the moment that I'm watching. And it's really interesting because you can overshare as well. Yeah. It's too much too soon. Yeah. And when we want to be liked by someone, you know, we've all done it at some time. Yeah. You know, we want to be liked. You know oh well, if I you up, this is me.
0: <laughs> but there's a fine line for that, though, isn't Absolutely. there? Because sometimes if you undershare, people think, oh, there's nothing there's no there's no level where I can connect with this person. But then, as you said, if you overshare, you frighten the life out of them, they've they've gone, they've yeah. run, they've run for the hills.
1: Oh you know, in, in oversharing sometimes what you're doing, you're investing everything into this person yeah and you're actually putting them up on a pedestal. And I'm saying this not as a critique, up it. You know, you put them up on a the pedestal, they're this super, you know, person. It's perfect in a friendship, whatever type. And actually, they're human beings. Yeah, no one's perfect. No. And when it doesn't go right and you get rejected, oh that hurts.
0: And I think but actually it shouldn't matter. Yeah. It's experience. I can honestly say hand on heart, if someone chases a friendship with me, like really chases it, um, and I have had that happen to me, I back off because I can't deal with it. It's almost like someone's trying to, even though they're not, but it feels like that to me, they're trying to step into my space, take over my life, take over my time, and I can't just deal with that. So then I push back and I'm like, right, I'm very wary of that person now. I can't deal with them um so I will revisit it but if they keep doing that then I will not go there anymore because it needs to be as you said before at a pace that's suitable for you and the other person to forge a relationship and at what level is this relationship going and that all takes time it does
1: and when I think about it you know I I'm a person it's not just words it's actions Mm -hmm. So I need, um, you know, the tortoise and the hare. I am the tortoise. I like it to mutually happen over time. not saying that everything has to be at slow pace. I'm not saying that, but it's about being heard as well. About being heard if someone's listening to me, if I think, or they want to do something, I think, well, actually I don't, but you can go with my blessing and do it. Then they're hearing that that's okay. But when they don't hear, then that, that that's a bit of a trigger for me. Mm. So and for other people, yeah. So friendships, <clears throat>
0: how do you form a good friendship? So if we was to meet each other for the first time, let's take it back a step. I would probably just say, "Hi, I'm Chris. What's your name? Where'd you come from? I
1: mean, what are you
0: interested in?" Yeah,
1: yeah, because we'd naturally find yeah. common denominators. Yeah, you know. So, like, Chris has got a, pink, a blue hat on. I normally wear a hat that's pink, but I couldn't find it today. Good. So straight away, we'd have something we could talk about. Yeah. That, and that's how we naturally start finding ways to communicate and finding familiarities. We're always looking to mirror. Right. That, that, that's an an a thing, thing. A natural thing, A natural thing. So because we want to be accepted, and but we want to be you think that we're mammals yeah we're part of community it's important to be in a community to feel safe to be surrounded and
0: and then we'd start like maybe asking each other about pets and hobbies and things like that so what you're doing is you're trying to find common areas of um, connectivity that's not going to go too deep Mm. into trashing your boundaries or getting too too soon because you don't want that other person to push you away and you don't want to either give everything that you've got away either because you know you want to to make sure that this is a safe thing so we're talking about now building a relationship after you've gone through trauma so this is just an example of what maybe we would do it might not be what you would do but we would suggest you do this so over time you build up a rapport you build up common interests, you, um, like, you know, I'm getting more and more invested in this person because we've got so much in common. Would you like to go for a dog walk in a safe space that's not your home yet? Yeah. Yeah. So you would do maybe that a couple of times.
1: I think the key part here is as well, is acknowledging how do you feel? How do they make you yeah, feel? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Because
1: there are times and it's to you know, once you start into a friendship or a relationship you can get to a certain stage and then think oh I'm not quite I'm not sure. Quite sure yeah so is it that you need time away for a minute to think about that is it something you need to check in with yourself is it something you need to verbalize and communicate back oh I wasn't too sure and see how they respond we can't control how people respond but we can share and sometimes and it's really sad is sometimes when we've shared it some people don't receive it well mm-hmm. and we have to allow them their space and it does hurt but if you allow them their space to keep on living then as you said earlier there's uh, living their life i mean keep living their own life then one day you may be able to be re- able to yeah revisit that. things yeah um and then discuss it but it comes down to communication but not expecting them to fix you and vice versa and I think you know I look at I, um, in one of the questions that came came through there was something said about family as well filling the void well I'm very careful how I word things so I wouldn't say about filling the void what I'd say about is chosen family so it's thinking about what you want from a relationship and who's your chosen family
0: yeah I get everything you've said but going back to building this relationship so for me and you just sharing that so we um I don't think we did go on a dog walk we went to probably um some events together didn't we because once we found out each other's background we're like oh wow 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 have you heard about this should we go together and that's how we started building our relationship didn't we
1: so we were naturally going to walk going to different things and finding out you have your opinion and i have mine sometimes we we have the same opinion sometimes we, we don't. don't but it said what i liked about it is that it was said in a way well this is how i see it yeah and sometimes that's what's really nice it's like oh it's not the same as my opinion yeah oh oh yeah I let's explore yeah
0: exactly yeah. yeah it
1: doesn't have to be the same all the time or you knew something different to what i knew yeah
0: yeah, we happen to do that a lot, don't yeah. we? <laughs> you know like so much more than me. No, um, no, yeah, you do. Um, but it was quite a while before we went round each other's houses though, wasn't it? Yeah. So a it, it yeah. So it's just like when you build any relationship, just make sure that whatever level you're building it to, that you feel safe all the way along it. And if you don't, and you can sort it out by the communication, have those chats. And if not, you might need to leave that relationship. You know, every relationship has a lifespan. Sorry, you've got me for life.
1: Um, <laughs> I call yeah. it, up. There's a. it's a reason, yes. a season or a lifetime. Yeah. And this is one of the good things I love about Facebook. And only yesterday, there's a dear friend. Now, I haven't seen her for years, but at a time... Um, you know things were really going were really a challenge for me they were also a challenge for her yeah too and we we gravitated towards each other because we could support each other it was mutual and she shared something on Facebook and I thought oh my god and I got the opportunity to thank her for a wonderful letter that she sent at a time when I really needed it and I was really low so she's I still consider her as a friend I've not seen her for years no and sometimes it happens yeah and life's moved on but that doesn't mean to say she it doesn't mean a lot no and I've got friends like that I made at school and they were really
0: good friends at school but then you know life happens you grow apart and um I've not seen you know them in like decades but every so often as you said you'll check in and you and it's like those years have never happened um and then you've got other friends that literally do only come into your life for, I don't know, I've got a couple of friends that were in my life for five, six, seven years, and now they've just gone out of my life. And exactly that saying that you said, you know, it it, it doesn't matter. But that's the beauty of relationships and friendships is that you can um, learn to get into healthy relationships even if you have gone through trauma as a child through your lived experiences um, you can learn to create those safe boundaried relationships going forwards Um, but you've got to know
1: what it is you want what does a relationship look like for you and one of the other things that came through as well in the messages was about abandonment and and that feeling of loss when a a friendship ends
0: or there's a rejection because they've come on too strong
1: yeah and what I would say there is when it's really painful that's when we need to do some more work and get some support because sometimes what we've put into that what we've tried to get from that friendship has been to try and resolve something that we're feeling and was that necessarily right and I, so that's when you n- sometimes need more support for how you are feeling mm. because the way I look at it sometimes friendships do naturally as we said a reason a season friendships do naturally move on in a different mm-hmm. direction but it's not necessarily a rejection that doesn't mean to say it's not right that how it makes you feel as a rejection I'm not saying that what I'm saying is if you're feeling rejected and what can you get what can you do for support with uh, you now, go to the right person for support to look into those feelings and yeah. emotions.
0: Now you've said that there was one friendship that I had that meant a lot to me, and mm-hmm. I mean a, a lot. And she moved away. Obviously, we had children, first child. Mm-hmm. She moved away, and I kept suing the relationship because I thought we were on the same page. I really thought that we were bosom buddy friends mm-hmm. and we was going to be friends for life. Um, and she kept in her own way telling me she didn't want me to meet up like yeah. she kept they kept excuses kept happening yeah. and I was like oh don't worry I can come to you don't worry I can and I wasn't reading the messaging I wasn't reading it so one day I just thought I'm gonna surprise her so I drove mm-hmm. to her house and I was rejected at the door ouch. and it was out it was so hurtful yeah but I hadn't read what she'd been telling me in an indirect way. I wish she'd just come out and said, actually, this ain't working for me. But obviously she couldn't. So she was telling me in her own way. Um, but I just didn't read it. I didn't see it.
1: No, and we don't. Sometimes we don't. And, that, and I'm not saying that they never hurt. And it's wrong. I'm not saying that. <laughs> no. Projection. No, no one does. No. You know, but you live
0: and learn don't you you do
1: you do live from it and it's like okay what have i learned from that
0: um to give people their own space and actually ask them the question like are we okay <laughs> yeah. are we friends still yeah, what, what, what have i done to upset you and um have i or have i done something to upset you um can you you tell me so i understand and i apologize mm it's it's communication and 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 growing and evolving isn't it yes
1: yeah so we hope we've answered your because
0: i don't think we have answered the question but i think we've given some insight (laughs) i
1: was gonna say because the thing is it's like anything there is no right or wrong okay we can only carry on we can only raise awareness because For you, it may be different to someone else. It's like Chris and I. There are some things that I need that maybe Chris doesn't, and vice versa. And it's respecting that. And it's a bit like interest. I'm a huge Strictly fan. So it's recognizing that I love pink, Chris loves blue. (laughs) But that's what, you know, and then in other friendships, it may be that. You know we all we all like strictly just i mean so it's there is no right or wrong but the most important thing is thinking about what's right for you as a person and when you're able to understand what you need what you want then you can go from there but i and i agree with you I wasn't going to agree with you the way that you started
0: but yeah I do agree with you (laughs) but what I was going to say is it's down to feelings does this feel right and if it doesn't feel right then you've got a right your gut instinct she calls it the vagus nerve I call it gut instinct um she's the the professional one in this this duo um it's about for me to explain to you that just be aware if someone is overstepping their boundaries taking too much from you expecting too much from you you're doing all the running they're not contributing contributing to this
1: relationship is it really worthwhile is it really sticking with just before we go there's one other thing I've got to say and I'm very aware of the time for me, you know, I said I like to take time. Mm-hmm. The worst thing someone can do is suddenly come into my life and want to be in my life the whole time.
0: Yeah, but that's what I was trying to explain earlier.
1: Yeah, it's like whoa.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, hold you, she explains it better <laughs> than me. So that's what I was trying to say earlier. It's got to be at a steady pace, not too much too soon, yeah. and not all, because that, to a survivor, is just, whoa, what do you want? <laughs> yeah what do you want yeah
1: in terms of friendship anything yeah it's
0: like, too much what do you want yeah. Mm. yeah 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 got to build trust guys yeah yeah but
1: it's with self first says the queen of self <laughs> self-care always once we're able to check in with ourselves what's it i'm feeling what's it i need and that sometimes is the hardest thing to learn and that's why we do
0: or even talking are so, and
1: isn't absolutely Mm. anyway
0: we would love to know what you think about friendships and how your trauma impact your lived experiences has affected your friendships it would be great to share because education and awareness helps us all learn and
1: grow absolutely and change yes and the last thing I would say is you can um, share us follow us so if you're watching us on video Um, youtube please subscribe to the channel if you're listening to us on podcast whatever the platform is please subscribe and follow and don't forget to share it to other people because it's amazing how um, not every week (laughs) but how informative people have been saying it is for them and to know they're not alone
0: yeah absolutely so we appreciate all your support guys and we will see you in the next podcast Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Bye.